0: Welcome to On The Clock NFL Draft Show, episode number 12, NFL Draft Mock Draft Picks 1 through 10 with special guest Shane Hallam. Right now, we are 27 days, 23 hours, 25 minutes and one second until the 2023 NFL Draft. It is crunch time and we've had some discussion off air before we got on air About how we're spending crunch time and a lot of us are diving into prospects and kt's down here like kt's like next year already kt's in the future man kt is living in the we're we're talking pro days like we have so much going on my head is spinning i'm in one door out the other door and i'm just you know what let's ride the wave baby and uh, with me to ride the wave this evening my co-host i'm gonna start with the mayor of college football mr nino brown at nino brown underscore t2t nino what's cooking
1: What's going on? I'm I'm uh, happy to be here tonight with you fine gentlemen talking uh first ten picks in the draft. You know, Shane threw a stat at me off camera and just blew my
0: mind. I, I don't know how he does it, but God bless him. I commend him for his-, his work ethic. He is he is him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why like Shane, man, in a in a industry, like at least like where we where I, I'm going to keep it personal, where I spend a lot of my time following people and interacting with people is in social media, it's in Twitter, and there's a lot of names and a lot of people and a lot of content, and it's it's like flooded. But Shane sticks out, because this dude, he knows what he does. Like, he knows how to do it, and he's also like, he's got the skins on the wall, all right? But before I introduce Shane, I want to also introduce my guy, KT. KT is the governor of college football, Leverett underscore KT on the Twitter. KT what's cooked
2: What's happening, man? I'm 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 excited. <clears throat> I know I know <laughs> draft season is in the air. <laughs> I'm excited for this upcoming season of college football. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I mean, a lot of these players, our guests, who now I'm going to introduce them, Shane Hallam at Shane P. Hallam on the Twitter. He's been watching these kids since they were seniors in high school, so I'm sure this is a revolving door for him. But, Shane, you are very busy. We are so grateful to have you. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we could link up. Uh, you know, I, I
1: know I've been – it's a busy – busy time this like last month is is a slog getting everything in and done but uh yeah it's it's nice being here i'm excited for this mock man it's it's always fun
0: yeah yeah and you you just so you're you run draftcountdown.com with our guy brian bosard's deep fried draft we we've dubbed him the ambassador of mobile alabama (laughs) and uh i know you guys have a youtube channel and I was checking you guys out the other day. You guys did your own mock draft a little similar to this full first round. So why don't you tell the listener, if they don't know who you are, where they can find your content and what you've been working on recently.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you can go to draftcountdown.com. Uh, my series right now has been my player comps. Uh, so i am comping every player that was invited to the Combine to a prospect from my past that I've scouted. So a little different, not the you know, and everyone comps people to NFL superstars. Mine is this, this guy's very similar to this prospect, you know, that I scouted in 2004, 2005, 2010, 2020, whatever, you know, so I go back on my notes, see what matches up. And if the, the, you know, size matches up, so I've been doing that. And then um starting next week will be my, my scouting reports, um, you know, position by position, every player that I've watched, that's eligible for this draft uh i'll have at least at least a, a couple sentences about so um when your team signs that undrafted free agent you can find it there uh and yeah we got, we got the podcast draft countdown podcast you can get that where you get your podcasts and then for the fantasy folks the uh debbie marketplace podcast
0: oh yeah i know nino's been working on some player comps as well i loved his christian gonzalez for Namdi asamoah i love some, Ooh, that's some good, of his good, yeah so I, you know, I, I hate to create like more work for you gentlemen, but I would love to see you both link up. Maybe, maybe we'll do this on Toilets to Titles on a Tuesday night. Bring you guys on, and we can talk some player comps because I know you both have them in there. But KT over at CFB Nation, right? This show mm-hmm. is brought to you by Real Ones Production, mm-hmm. our brother uh, brand is CFB Nation. You guys, you and Nino, changed up the schedule a little bit. Mm -hmm. So before we get this mock on, why don't you let everybody know what's going on at CFB Nation, (laughs) what kind of shows, when they're going to see Nino, when they're going to see you, and kind of what else is going on over there.
2: All righty. So yeah, we got a a lot going on. Um, Nino will be opening up the week um mondays and tuesdays he's got a new show called cfb prime it's must see and he's got a segment called blow the whistle so everybody that's out there making these takes you gotta be careful because dino may blow the whistle hell nino may blow the whistle on me three? <laughs>
0: um, I'm, I'm in the radar dude, he, blow, he blows the whistle on me in our dms like every two or three days so it's yeah. fair oh, oh yeah man. so yeah you're
2: gonna get that work on the show and then um on Wednesdays Wednesday is probably the busiest day for us because I'll be opening up Wednesday with college football morning, CFB morning is what I'm calling it. And then Boomer comes on at eleven AM, ten AM his time. Of course, uh he's he's got the Sooner Shakedown. That show is doing phenomenal by the way. And then also uh we got D now who's closing out our Wednesdays with Hawk Nest and that Second episode, he's already doing numbers. Shout out to D-Now, man. Uh, D-Now was just named the Director of Media Relations for CFB Nation. Shout out to him. He's been doing his thug, Dizzle. Um, <laughs> and then uh, thir- Thursdays, me and Nino got something in the work for that. Uh, Moon is coming with the, the CFF show that he's got. So you guys want to see us every day. And then Friday, I'm doing another episode of uh, Good Morning College Football.
0: I see Moon's in here right now. I know Moon mm-hmm. just recorded an episode with, I think, is it Bordeaux? Bordeaux mm-hmm. YouTube on there. And uh, yeah. they, they discussed, I think it was like 20 minutes or so. So you want to go check that out. And that's on mm-hmm. Moon's own personal YouTube channel. I don't have his t- uh, Twitter TV. handle. It's Moonvibes TV. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So go check it out. And if you're somebody out there and you're hungry, you want to create some content like we are, whether it's CFB Nation, toilet titles, like we are nonstop. And we've been doing this for a little bit now, and we will be here. Like you, you link up with us. We'll help guide you. We'll help push you in the right direction. As long as you're hungry, there's a place for you. So, so reach out. I'm on the Twitter at Coach Chefs. But anyway, enough of all that. It's time to mock, and we are starting with the first selection, the Carolina Panthers. Oh, there's there's both sides. No Vandy losing. There he is uh, on the on the spot. No Vandy losing the QBs, please. All right, Carolina Panthers. Shane, who you take with the first overall selection?
1: Well, we, we know why Carolina moved up to one, and it was to get a franchise quarterback. I think that's obvious. I don't necessarily think they moved up with a player in mind. This is who we're taking. I think they looked at the class as a whole, said this is a good class. We can find the franchise quarterback here. Let's do our due diligence and see who we really want. They've done the circuit out there at the pro days and watching all four of these quarterbacks in person um to me i think it's fairly obvious who they're gonna take and who they should take i think it's gonna match up you know i think frank reich and um david tepper are going to want the kind of pro ready pass heavy you know, quarterback that can do it all. So I'm going to take C.J. Stroud, the quarterback out of the Ohio State University, uh, Cornelius uh, Coleridge Bernard Stroud the third. Um, You know, so for me, I, he's my QB one. He's my number two overall player in this class. I think C.J. Stroud is f- a phenomenal passer. I think his ball placement downfield is exceptional. We saw the pocket presence against Georgia that he's been developing and getting better. I think you put him with Frank Reich, Who's made some of these quarterbacks into much better players than they are? I think it's a slam dunk. Uh, i think it's Stroud at one-on-one.
0: Cornelius Moon Moon enjoys that name now. <laughs> is there any is there any concern about landing spot? Now you're you're Ohio State guy. CJ Stroud's your boy. All right. Are you concerned at all about Carolina as a landing spot for him?
1: I am not. I I think it's a pretty good spot. I know like you know, from a fantasy perspective, you look at oh, who's who are the receivers and who's the running backs, but they have a good offensive line, they've invested in the offensive line. Um you know, we, we're seeing them invest in the tight end position a little bit, bringing in Hayden Hurst. I think that's a good move. They're probably gonna draft a receiver in the second round. They have a second round pick to do they that. They brought
0: in Chark, right?
1: Uh right, and they brought in DJ Chark, which which I think was a, a good move. You get a deep threat pretty cheap. They still have Terrace Marshall there. I, I think it's fine. You know, it, look there's a reason these teams are picking in the top 10 like they're not very good teams there's a lot that needs to happen but you get the quarterback and the rest will come
0: all right i like it and is he gonna have to start day one
1: yes (laughs) yeah i I think i think he is i think he should he i think he can that's the difference between i think cj stroud and some of the other quarterbacks in this class he could start day one and be you know a top 15 quarterback in the nfl all
0: right nino you were on the clock with the sele- second selection for the Houston Texans. Where are we going? Oop, I think we lost them. I think we lost them. So now, do we think that the Houston Texans are going to go anywhere other than quarterback?
1: I I, I don't think it's 100% quarterback. I think it's in the 90s. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's right. very likely, but I, I would not. Yeah, they have, they have, Having the 12th pick, I think, gives them a little bit of flexibility. Ultimately, if they do think that there's an elite defensive player in this class, if they you know like the fourth best, fifth best quarterback in the class, then pick the guys you like. I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but you don't pick a two very often. I think you got to take the quarterback when you can
0: KT, I'm going to flip your pick from the Colts to the Texans. And then when Nino comes back, I'm going to let them pick for the Colts. So hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot too much. But where would you go for the Houston Texans with the second selection?
2: I think the Houston Texans are going Bryce Young.
0: All right. So they're going quarterback now. Do you think – I know Shane said the Carolina Panthers going C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's going to start day one. Do you Mm -hmm. think the Houston Texans are as – do they feel under the gun to start a quarterback to try to win day one? Or do you think they're going to take some time with, with him and try to develop the team around him before they give him the full keys to the vehicle?
2: I think that's a, a phenomenal question. I don't think they're in uh, a position to not start him day one. I think he will be a day one starter as well. Now, a team like the Colts, the team I was you know picking for uh, originally, I think they're in a position where they don't – whoever they draft doesn't necessarily have to start. They still have foes. They have Garner Minshew. Um, so are those guys you want leading your franchise? Absolutely not. But are they formidable? Absolutely. Um, but I think in Houston's position, if if you draft Bryce Young, he should be your guy. day want.
0: And they they locked up Laramie Tunsil, so they locked up somebody who's going to help protect him. And then mm-hmm. what's their what's their wide receiver core looking right now? They got N- Nico Collins. Uh, I know they traded Brandon They're Cooks.
2: Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so they pick again at twelve. You know, so maybe they'll uh. They'll go ahead and they'll try to lock somebody up who can either help them by, well, I think they got Damian Pierce. I think they're comfortable. I don't think they're going to go running back, but but... I've seen people mock him, you know, Bijan there, which would be, you know, he's a Texas guy and be interesting to see there, but let's see what they do if they go Bryce Young. Be interesting to see in the next episode where they go at 12 to try to help their quarterback out. But now Shane, you're on the clock. Third selection, Arizona Cardinals. (laughs)
1: Uh, this is where the draft's going to get interesting. I'm interested to see if we get some movement here at three before the draft happens. I think it's either going to be in, in the next couple weeks or not at all. If Arizona moves out of this pick, I think the expectation of Stroud and Young going one or two is out there. Does a team like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis enough to move up to three to get the quarterback? I think that's the, the question. Um, I, I'm not sure it's going to happen. I, I think. Um, neither of those quarterbacks are sell the house, you know, to move up and grab. Um, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily know what teams would make that move. So if the Cardinals are picking a three, this is a team that needs a lot of help. Uh, it's a team that is devoid of talent and has lost a lot of talent. Um, but I think you'd go with the defensive side of the ball with this pick. Uh, you know, you're bringing in. Um, A new head coach was a defensive coordinator for a Super Bowl team, changing the system, which is always going to bring in new players that you need to fit uh, the system. Because when you're trying to convert an older defense that was in that 3-4 mold into a wide 9-4-3, there's a lot of changes that have to happen. And and I think that also makes this pick interesting because not every defensive player is going to fit Um, that system for Jonathan Gannon. So, uh, look, my number one player in this class has been since August, has been since probably last January, January, you know, 2022, is Will Anderson, the edge out of Alabama. I'm not picking him here. I I think Arizona, the best fit for their defense is Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech. I'm going to select him here at three. Is that gonna happen? Is that gonna be in my final mock? I don't know if I can do it. Um, but it is gonna be in Gene, my mock material. You're, you're, next you're week,
0: giving so. us this is this is final mock material right here. Uh, look, Tell- like it, it is.
1: Well, we just have to see how how uh you know, how bold I want to be in the final one. But I have a seven rounder coming out next week, and this will be the pick at three. Uh because I I think he is a better fit and
0: the NFL seems to like him. Is it traits with Tyree Wilson? Is it you know I mean, he has, what, 17 career sacks in 23, 30, 35 games. Does that concern you at all? Yes. Like, like I, I'm not the biggest Tyree Wilson
1: fan. I think there's a lot of bustability potential with the injury this year. I think the production would have happened. It's the size, really. You're getting a player at 6'6", 270 pounds that can play that traditional hand-down Four three defensive end that can kick inside on third down. You know the versatile player. I think Will Anderson. Uh, you know my, my comp for him was was um, you know Von Miller. I think he's that kind of player. But you know, Von Miller is very specific type. of stand up, rush the passer from a weak side backer, three four outside linebacker position. Eagles defense didn't really have that. So I think, you know, Wilson's versatility allows him to fit this defense more. And Arizona might, you know, might lead to that. I think it'd be a major mistake. Like, I think we'd look back and say, whoops, you messed this one up, but we're we're picking what they will do. Not what they should do. I
0: I like that type of analysis. I like the thought of the thought process, not necessarily just what you see in the player. It's interesting to kind of try to read the tea leaves and, and predict what the NFL is going to do based upon what they've done in the past. And, how Katie you think there's any chance like is this absurd to think there's a chance the Arizona Cardinals trade Kyler Murray and draft a quarterback
2: if at 3 and if both Bryce Young yeah and CJ Stroud are off the board
0: yes I mean I'm you're not, you're not, you're you're sure. hesitating, though, so yeah, that's yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure because, I mean, you look at when whenever you see new leadership and new teams, like, you know, I think he didn't draft Kyler Murray. He's not tied. He's not tied, right. he's not tied right. to Kyler Murray. So would it be completely far-fetched to do that? No. They're clearly shopping around uh, D-Hop. So, I don't know. That's a tough question. Because, right? Because it
0: seems like they're, when 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 his own teammate is throwing him under the bus, mm-hmm. it's weird. It just don't smell right. Yeah, you know?
2: Man, there's definitely been concerns about, you know, how much he's in the playbook, how much is he watching film. Uh, you know, he got a lot going on outside of football as well. So, I don't know. I don't think that's completely far-fetched. Um, I think if they do move, on from him, I'm not sure that they're moving on from him to draft another quarterback in this draft.
0: All right. So I'm going to take the fourth selection. We got Cliff Ritter in here. He's talking about Tyree Wilson. He said 23 year old senior with foot problems, hard pass. So Shane, I think Shane kind of feels that way, but again, yeah. he's yeah. just trying to decipher what the NFL, sometimes the NFL goes, Google Gaga, over size, strength, speed and, and upside. So the Indianapolis Colts, this one's tough. I'm going to, I'm going to take this selection. Like I said, in honor of my guy, Nino, I would take Will Levis, right? But with Will Anderson there, arguably the best player in the draft, it's hard not to go that route, right? It's hard not to stay at four, take him because how do you, like, if you want to keep your job, you can't afford to miss in the top five, and this is a, I feel like it's a home run, and I haven't seen Will Anderson make it to the Colts much, and... um I'm going to go Will Anderson, edge out of the University of Alabama. So, Shane, you are on the clock now with the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's interesting for the Colts to go that way.
0: Oh, yeah. um, man, I,
1: I think Jim Irsay is quarterback or bust. I, yeah. <laughs> I think he is, you know, he's been waiting for this rookie quarterback since they had Phillip Rivers. I think um, it's the same but,
2: thing with Shane Steichen as well. I, I think he wants a quarterback too. But, but Which quarterback I mean, would you take? For for Shane Steichen, uh, I, that's actually for me the best fit for Anthony Richardson. You seen what he did with Jay Herbo in twenty twenty
0: one. I'll audible. We you can group. We can Jay group. O'Hurton. Make oh, this. no, no. Right. no, 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 no. No, look, you I, can take. I, we can take Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm. I mean, that's
2: that's probably. probably I wasn't originally I mean, picking GTA. for the
0: Colts. Mm-hmm. If Shane, which quarterback do you think that the Colts would go with?
1: No, I'm with KT. I think we we know how much Chris Ballard uh hits that athleticism. I mean last year I think the lowest RAD score that the Colts drafted was like a 985, a 98 and a half percentile athlete. Wow. Every single pick. Every single That's pick. crazy. And Anthony Richardson is a 10. He's 100%. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He's the best quarterback, you know, athlete ever. So they're probably not going to do that again this year, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's going to be pretty close. I mean they're going to take good athletes um you know, but uh, you know, one one discussion that uh that I've had is how many mocks have the colts taken a quarterback i mean it's got to be if you, if you have 10,000 mocks it's got to be like 9 9985 right, right? right you right. know there's a whole 15 that there are mm-hmm. at so I, which there should be more you know so i think your pick is fair because i think there's more than you know 0.01% chance that the colts take some take a defender um
0: i just don't if if will anderson so. makes it out of the top right. 3 I just don't see, and then you know what? Also, if the Colts do want a quarterback, I think this is also a situation like where a team at seven, or, or you know, a team like somebody else, or even if if the Lions get antsy and they want to secure a guy, I just I think somebody would have to come up in the top five and take Will Anderson. I, I do, but Shane, you're on the clock for the fifth selection for the Seattle Seahawks.
1: I think Seattle's interesting. Um, they're a team that in the pre-agency has invested a lot into the defensive line, and defensive tackle position. I think going in, a lot of us felt like, okay, this is a position to take a defensive lineman, take a D tackle, um, whatever. I think it's still on the board, you know, but they, they also have some needs in the secondary. I think every level of that defense could be improved ultimately Um I, I think Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson are probably going to be both pretty high on their board. I think both of those guys could fit what they would do. Um, ultimately here at the 105, I am going to go with Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. I am really hesitant about his draft stock. The scuttlebutt out there has not been good for the teams in the top 10 really considering him and it wouldn't surprise me if he falls out of the top 10 completely with some with the legal issues and some of the questions. We know how good Jalen Carter is. Uh you know the Seahawks did bring in Draymond Jones that they're they're putting a lot of money in investment, but I think Jalen Carter can play that nose tackle position in the middle of that defense and give you some penetrating ability uh up the middle. I think it's just a good fit if those 2 edge guys are off the board. All
2: right, so that? I have him, too. Um uh,
1: so I'm trying trying to think who my who my comp was for him off the top. I'll, I'll look it up. But um I definitely went through like a number of different defensive tackle prospects. It's hard when you have a guy like this elite as a talent right. to figure it out. So I I went and Domican Sue uh at Nebraska oh. was who I settled on. You know, well, I think damn. that dominance you know he doesn't have the numbers that sue had but the testing very similar athletes right. you know uh, top tier athletes at that position and i think that penetrating ability is what uh what both brought to the table so my notes my, my were probably a little better with sue carter was a tough one for me to uh to find the comp for because i think he is a little bit unique
0: all right i was so i talked to d now resident detroit lions fan And I told him I'm going to be picking for the Lions. And I told him, you know, I might shock some people with my selection. I also told Nino, I'm going to shock some people with my selection. And it was going to be Jalen Carter, or it was going to be this other player. And this other player, I feel, is a Dan Campbell special. Like, this is a Dan Campbell special. And I see Seahawks, our life 12 is in here. Nice to see you. We got Justin Stevens in here as well. Nice to see you, my guy. And uh, if you're watching the show and you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you want to throw us a sub, that'd be greatly appreciated. We're creeping in on a 1,000. But I knew this player was a great fit for the Detroit Lions when I heard my guy, Dane Brugler, refer to him as the Cocaine Bear. And that is Lucas Van Ness, all right? Mm -hmm. I am taking Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. He can play inside. He can play outside. You look at the depth chart for the Detroit Lions. You know, they got Aiden Hutchinson, and they got Levi on, on Wuzurike, who they took in the second round in 2021. They got John Kaminsky, Josh Pascal, Charles Harris. I'm telling you, you put Van Ness on this defensive line with Hutchinson. You let him move around a little bit. I think it's a match made in heaven. It's a lot of upside, okay? I think he didn't start a game last year, right? But he still had the third most quarterback pressures in all the Big Ten. So the guy can get to the quarterback, relentless motor. He's going to need some coaching. He's going to need some development. But when you have a guy like Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive line, he's probably going to demand that double team. He doesn't have to come out and be the alpha. So he can play like an alpha without being dubbed the alpha. And, again, I just think Dan Campbell would have a lot of fun with this selection. So I'm going to put this in. You guys got any – Any? Uh, did I surprise anybody? Does anybody no. think this is too early?
2: I'm I'm not I'm not surprised uh, with the pick at all. I could definitely see Campbell doing doing something like that. Uh, Shane, what what do you have him? If you know this off the uh, top of your head, what do you have him rank as far as your your uh, pass rushers?
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit lower. I have him sixth uh, on my edge rushers now. I think he's gonna go. I don't think he's gonna be the sixth edge rusher off the board. Uh, mm. I think he'll be. You know, maybe maybe fourth, third to fourth, like he is here. I mean, he's the third off the board in, in this draft, so I think it's very possible. Um, I, you know, I, I have some worries. Uh, he's got to fit a lot of defenses, kind of like Tyree Wilson. You have when you have that size and you have that ability to move around. I think teams will like you more. I think a lot of teams are going to like Lucas Vinnis. I think the Lions absolutely could. I think it's a realistic pick. Uh, I I do have some fear because it's definitely games where. You know, he he was just a sub package guy, uh, right? He, he never started. That's always a thing. And It doesn't matter that much. But there are a lot of games where he played starter snaps. Then There were some games where he didn't. I mean, they just didn't put him out on the field enough. And when he was out there, he wasn't effective. It seemed like they really schemed him up to where games he could be successful off against offensive linemen he could be successful against, which is great. That, that's a sign of a good defense and a good def- coach and good defensive coach. In the NFL, if you're getting picked in the top ten, you better be playing every step, right? Yeah. So, so I, it's a, I'm a I have some hesitation on him. It's more unknown than like, oh, this is bad, and and that that's a question. But I think I think this is possible. I mean, I think he's going to be a top, you know, fifteen pick for sure. So uh this makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I don't think Campbell's going to be. Uh, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to be afraid of taking somebody that others might deem a reach. Kind of how gruden was when he first started at with the raiders he made some selections that kind of blew people's mind but it ended up kind of biting them in behind but i could see campbell if he likes a guy just taking him where he is you know and not running from that but shane you're on the clock pick number seven for the las vegas raiders I think the Raiders are another
1: tough team. Um, do they take do they take the kind of quarterback in waiting in Will Levis or, or Hendon Hooker at seven? I, I tend to think not. If you're gonna bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you think that you can compete now and, and probably want to bring in some pieces to compete now for Vegas. Um so to me that really comes down to the offensive line or addressing the defense. Uh, they they really need that kind of rock solid, you know, corner one in this class. I, I think depending on the team that takes the first corner will depend on what the corner is. I think of a team like Detroit at six takes the first corner. I think Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois is a very real possibility, but I think if it is the Raiders at seven. I think it will be Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. That's who I'm going to pick here. Uh, Because I I, I think he has that kind of corner one ability, you know, to to be locked down. He's not going to make the big interception. He's not going to run it back for a touchdown. You have to be okay with that. Some teams aren't. Um, But I think Vegas needs that in the division. They need a, a, a corner one. They have the slot corner, Nate Hobbs, who's very good. I think Gonzalez would be a good fit.
0: All right, so there goes Ray, the first Ray corner.
2: Pick. He he tested well. His 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 rad, rad score is astronomical. Um yeah, I think I think uh Vegas will be very happy with that pick. And they should have had an opportunity to see him quite a ton as well.
0: Hey KT, you are gonna select for the Atlanta Falcons here with the eighth pick, and we only have two quarterbacks mm-hmm. off the board. I'm interested to see where you go with this selection.
2: Yeah, um, at at this point, I I didn't expect both Will Levis and Anthony Richardson to be here. Um, This is a tough pick. This is a very tough pick. Um, Because you're looking at their team needs. Edge pops up there. Corner pops up there. Um, I don't think at this point they're still expecting somebody like like, Will Levis to be there. So, I'm going to select like Will Levis for the Atlanta Falcons.
0: All right, there it is. Will Levis is the third quarterback off the board. And let's see if Moon's still here. He'll let you know if he enjoys that pick or not because he is an Atlanta Falcons fan. <laughs> right, uh, right. Uh-huh. right. All right, Shane, ninth selection, Chicago Bears.
1: I uh, you know, the Bears are, I think, has moved down, is interesting. You know, I, I think a lot of us thought, all right, they're not going to move out of the top four. They're going to make sure they get Will Anderson or at that point Jalen Carter when he was viewed as a top four pick. Moving down to nine, I think, gives them possibilities here to really take the best player off the board because they have a lot of needs. They have a running back need for, you know, that's a big hole. B. John Robinson could fill that. Um, on the defensive side, I think the the – entire defensive line, whether it be a defensive tackle or an edge rusher makes a lot of sense. I think corner makes sense, you know, but ultimately to me, I think the offensive tackle position, they, they whiffed on Mike McGlinchey. We know they were in on him. Uh, They do have two young offensive tackles that show some promise. So I don't think it's a slam dunk that they're going to take, you know, a left tackle here. But I I think, I think if you're Chicago, you know, you can kind of manipulate the offensive line the way that you like it. You can have Tevin Jenkins the right tackle. I think Braxton Jones will be a nice swing reserve that you even can kick inside, worst case, if you need him to, if there's an injury. So, it comes down to which one. (laughs) I think there's two in contention. Paris Johnson from Ohio State and Broderick Jones from Georgia. I think for this offensive system, I'm going to take Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, I think he's probably the top tackle on their board. There have been some very small rumblings and and I haven't been able to confirm any type of character concerns for him, but some small rumblings, you know, that the bears are not a team. That's going to take a player who, um, you know, who has off the field issues that hasn't been when Naples pulse is done. So I, I think it's going to, I think Jones will check out just fine. And if so, I think it's a good shot. He's the pick here at nine.
0: Man at the NFL combine, Jared asked, uh, I can't think of his name right now. I'm having a brain Stetson fart. Bennett. Stenson Bennett. Yes, that's Bennett if uh Georgia has a culture issue and he came back, Stenson was like, "Nope. Nope. That's wrong. That's wrong." And here we are, 9 picks into the draft and we're t- we've talked about two Georgia players with possible off the field issues. So I don't know. Yeah, look I look
1: I, I there's nothing concrete on Jones. Like I don't I don't want to put that out there, right? We I mean, you know Carter's issues. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if they're they're, they're Jones' by all accounts, you know, is, is a good person. But I think, you know, there's always, those are the two things we never know, right? Character and, and medical. Like right. those are the things that drop guys. Sometimes you're like, why is this guy falling? Right. So, right. you know, if it happens with Jones, that could be a possibility.
0: All right. KT, you got the Philadelphia Eagles to wrap this episode up.
2: So uh, I've, I've been looking around a lot of people like B. Sean, Robinson here um but you know they just uh newly named Sean Desai their defensive coordinator to replace Jonathan Gannon of course Jonathan Gannon is now with the Arizona Cardinals uh, so my thought process went to if you look at Sean Desai when he was under Nagy uh with the Chicago Bears they blitzed they was like the 29th most blitz team pretty much which mean you know they just like to send their front forward that's just what they like to do and same thing last year with the Seattle Seahawks He was second. Uh, he was ranked 31st in the amount of times that they blitzed The last team was the Philadelphia Eagles We've seen how much pressure Philadelphia was able to get So of course they wanted somebody a lot like Jonathan Gannon So in my opinion, they don't really need much on the front four This is, I think, a BPA type of pick that we're going to see with Philadelphia But I can definitely see them going corner I can definitely see them grabbing Devin
0: with a spoon out of Illinois so that's the selection. Yeah. Man, he, imagine like that secondary Bradbury, Slay, Witherspoon, and then who knows how long they're going to they, have are Bradbury. They
2: still shopping? Are they still shopping Slay?
0: No, no, but I think no. he only lo- signed a two year deal. Okay. He signed if a I'm not and, they, and they can get out after one. Yeah. So him and I, I think it's, it's one more run for the veteran corners. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes a lot of sense to bring this guy in to mm-hmm. learn from two savvy. Veteran corners right. who, in my opinion, like to hold a lot and get away with it. Right. But uh, <laughs> they <laughs> – The Cowboys
1: talking over here. Yeah, yeah, well, listen,
0: Mr. Ohio State with uh, <laughs> C.J. Stroud going one overall. We we, we each have our, our crutches. But uh, I think it would be great to, to put Witherspoon in a locker room with those two guys, watch Bradbury, watch Slay, watch them work and learn from them before you move on from one. I'm sure – I don't think they'll move on from both of them next year, but I believe they could. But hmm. I think it's, it's likely – one of them is out of there. But this has been very fun, completing the first 10 picks of, of the 2023 NFL Draft. Shane, we appreciate you for blessing us with some of your time, KT, as always. This has been an absolute blast. Go check out the CFB Nation on the YouTube. KT said it earlier. Tons of content. Go check out. What, what is, uh, what's the Oklahoma show called? Boomer Breakdown?
2: Uh, uh sooner shakedown
0: sooner shakedown boomer mm-hmm. breakdown that's the alternate mm-hmm. version oh, yeah, It like yeah. <laughs> uh-huh all uh, right go check that out go check out the hawks Nest. stay tuned we are non-stop we're pumping out tons of content if you're watching we greatly appreciate it if you subscribe comment like If you want to support the show patreon.com backslash toilets the to titles and we also are running tons of fantasy mock drafts in our gilded chats reach out to me on the twitter at coach sheps Or reach out to us, toilets2titles at gmail.com. I'll get you a link to our Gilded chat. And I think three days a week we're running mock drafts. So if you want to get in there, you want to mock with some of us, get yourself in there, and we will have a good time. So that is it. We will see you all next week, same place, same time. And we're going to have Oliver Hodgkinson on, and he's going to help us complete the next 10 picks of the draft. All right? So we will catch you all later on. Take care.